This episode deals with subject matter that may be triggering for some listeners. Hello friends, you're listening to Bizarrely Carly. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I feel needs to be talked about more often. I am so excited to have an extra special guest with me today, somebody who I know feels passionately about this subject, one of my best friends, my sister-in-law, Brooke. Today we're going to be discussing body positivity and the dangers of the diet industry. The reason I wanted to cover this topic on this podcast is because over 1 million Canadians are diagnosed with an eating disorder. Eating disorders affect anyone regardless of age, gender, racial and ethnic identity, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic background. The diet industry is worth an estimated $7 million in Canada based on a smaller population and an estimated $65 billion in the U.S. All right, so Brooke, when I thought about doing this topic, I came to you and I know the reason why I wanted to do it. What was it that made you want to say yes to doing this? I would just say like the whole body positivity or the body neutrality, the whole thing is just kind of becoming more mainstream, I guess you would call it. It's not as taboo to talk about body images to use. Now when you talk about it, people aren't like, oh, you're just looking for attention type thing. People are a little more open to receiving it, but I still feel like there's so much to talk about. Maybe if it's someone they know that's kind of talking about it and giving their perspective and just like what they've educated themselves on they might be more likely to listen to it to kind of receive it better than if it's just a celebrity or someone who's already an influencer kind of talking about it so I thought kind of cool just to let people know what I've learned about what I've educated myself about what I've experienced so it kind of maybe would bring it home help people be like okay someone I know talks about this goes through this whatever I can talk about it more or I can educate myself further if I want to see what like she's talking about. Right. And I know from conversations we've had, a lot of the things that you're going to talk about aren't talked about enough, even by yeah. influencers and that type of thing. The focus seems to be on the wrong things. Yeah. I find with, with influencers and a lot of them are doing a really good job. Like I have a select group of influencers. I kind of follow for that stuff because I feel like what they talk about kind of aligns with how I feel about certain things, but a lot of them don't necessarily, a lot of them are getting better. Like when you look at it, they're kind of calling out things, but a lot of the influencers kind of fall under that category where it's just kind of like oh look at me if I bend my body this way I get rolls I have flaws too and I don't think that's a good way to look at it because it's like okay but why is having something natural like a skin roll why why are you you know saying like oh I have flaws too why is that a flaw and I think that's where differ from a lot of influencers where it's kind of like all right like I get the point that you're trying to convey but it's just coming across as like, I don't know, some of that stuff just doesn't, like they still put across a good message and like about being like comfortable in your body. But I just think the message of like flaws, especially when you look at the body positivity community and that's not what they're talking about. And like they're living in these bodies where it's like, if they stand up straight, their roles don't go away. And so you're telling them, okay, like, yeah, I have this flaw when I bend over, but it's like the plus size community or like the fat community they're like, well, I can't just stand up straight and my 
flaw of a role goes away or like I can't lift my arms and my back fat just goes away. Like it's always there and they're trying to kind of convey, but it's okay that I have that. It's not a flaw. It's just a part of me and it's who makes me me. Right. Absolutely. And I know another thing that you've mentioned before is negative trigger talk. And that's something that I wasn't even aware was happening in my life. Mm -hmm. And until I talked with you and, you know, people would say things and it would make me feel the way it did. And then it was just, that's what was normal. And yeah. Without realizing the kind of effects that that kind of talk can have. Can you kind of explain what that is? For sure. Like you said, you don't, a lot of the negative or like trigger talk is, it's just so normalized and it's always been normalized that people don't realize what they're saying so a lot of the time people just aren't educated they're not aware like they're not trying to be rude or negative or hurtful it's just like something so ingrained in our society that it's just like people don't realize and I find once you like maybe point it out like I'm gonna do it here people kind of be like oh like yeah I say that and like but I don't mean it to hurt anybody or I don't mean it like that type of thing so like the most common ones you see are like when people go up to you or go up to somebody, the first thing you comment on, maybe you say, oh my gosh, you've lost weight. You look so good. And it associates weight gain with bad and weight loss with good. But you can't like those can't be mutually exclusive things because just because someone's lost weight doesn't mean it's a good thing. Like you don't know the background of that weight loss, whether they're sick, whether they're dealing with eating disorder. Sure. You could go up to someone and say, oh my gosh, you've lost, you've lost, have you lost weight? You look great. And they could be like, yes, like I've been working really hard to do it in a healthy way and all that stuff. So it's like, cool. But on the other end, it's like, well, what are you saying? Also, I didn't look good before you thought I lost weight. I haven't been taking care of myself and but you're congratulating me for this. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword. And whereas no one's going to sit there and again, unless they know like a background, whether you've been sick or whatever, no one's going to sit there and congratulate like, oh my gosh, you've gained weight. Unless right. again, they know you've struggled with an eating disorder or they know you've been sick and it's a good thing for you to gain weight. Not everyone's going to talk about that. So I just find the whole conversation about complimenting someone on their weight should kind of be like next. Cause there's like a million other things you can compliment somebody on a million other things that have nothing to do with like their physical body. Like if it has to be physical, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, your hair looks so healthy and shiny today. I love it. I love the way you styled it. Or like your teeth look really white or there's so many other things you can compliment yeah. that won't trigger a negative thought to a person. Another one that's really common is just the way fat is interpreted and used as a negative. So when people sit there, like I know I've experienced it and like I've done it too, because it's all about internalized fat phobia, right? You sit there and you say, oh, I feel fat today. Or, you know, people, you, you say that and someone says, you're not fat, you're beautiful. And that's a very, can be a very triggering moment because it's not just for the person who's saying it, but if someone around them hears it, and automatically you're associating with being fat as a negative thing. And it's not, it's not, it's being fat is just a thing. People are fat people, you know, there's no way you feel fat. And if you're saying that you're saying to all the people who are fat, who are plus size, who are midsize, you're saying, oh, so you're feeling negatively about yourself and you're associating that with being fat. 
And so it's like, it's just, and a lot of people don't mean it in a negative way. It's all that internalized fat phobia. But what you're basically saying is, oh, I feel fat too. Like I feel bad, gross about myself. I feel bad about myself. I feel fat. That's bad. And you're telling someone who might be fat or be in the fat community, in the plus size community, and you're saying, it's a bad thing that I'm feeling like how you look. Yeah. And then right? triggering a negative feeling in somebody else. Exactly. Like I've said that. I've said that even in the last weekend, but like I try and check myself now and I'll say like, no, I don't feel fat. I feel bloated today. Or you know what? I just don't feel good today. Like I feel sick today. And I try and think of any other thing to say than I feel fat. Because why, why is the first thing we go to when we feel negative about ourselves? Why is it to say it's because I feel fat? Or if we feel negative about our bodies, why is that the first thing? If you say it to someone and that's where the, the triggering negative effect of the internalized fat phobia kind of comes around, because you're, you're basically saying to that person or the fat community that, you know, I don't feel worthy or good anymore because I feel like how you look. Why is the worst thing that a person can be is fat or the worst way you can feel about yourself is fat, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So for, you know, the fat community and your fat friends and, or even just like commenting on like celebrities or other people, you know, and saying like, oh my gosh, you see that person, like they've gained a lot of weight or they got fat. And you're saying that to your friend and they either have knowingly like gained weight themselves. And so immediately they're sitting there, they're questioning themselves like, oh my gosh, is this how you feel about me? Is this how you view me? Because like, I know I've gained weight and I know you would never say that to me because no matter what, you're going to tell me I look beautiful because you're my friend and you love me. But if you're saying that about a person that either you hardly know, or that's your like go-to when it's someone you didn't like in high school or something. And the first thing you would say is, oh, they've gained weight. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Look how fat this person is. You know, it makes you sit there and you're like, "Mm, okay, yes, you, I can see that they gained weight, but why is that a bad thing? And why is that a thing to comment about them? Like, whether you like them or not. So if I sat here and, you know, I gained 20 pounds over like the pandemic, which a lot of people did because your body's, I'm one of them, (laughs) your your body is having a response. It's a traumatic episode and your body's going to do what it needs to do to feel safe. And if that's eat and just rest, that's what's going to happen. And your body might put on weight, but it's like why is that a bad thing? And then, and why is that a worst thing, the worst thing a person can be? So I think checking ourselves on how we use the word fat, I think switching it from a negative to just like a neutral, that's all we can do is just check ourselves. So if we sit there and we say, I feel fat, go wait, wait, no, I don't feel fat. Maybe I am fat, but I can't feel fat. I can feel bloated. I can feel uncomfortable in my clothes that day because maybe because I'm bloated they're just not fitting very well maybe I have gained weight but that shouldn't matter that shouldn't determine how good or not you feel about yourself your value exactly because and that's the important thing when it comes to body positivity or body neutrality is learning that your weight and your value and your worth and your beauty aren't they're not mutually exclusive. They, they don't equal each other. And it's, it's hard because like from young ages, especially as women, like that's what you're taught is that if you're, if you look like this, 
that you're beautiful. You're stunning. Oh my gosh. Everyone's going to love you. But if you look like this, oh, oh my gosh, people aren't going to love you. People are going to think you're gross. Cause like, that's what we were bombarded with all the time. I remember growing up and seeing celebrities on magazine covers and it, they could have gained weight. And that's the first thing it talks about. It's like, oh my gosh, this person did look at them now. Oh my gosh. And it's just right from the beginning, you're bombarded with these images that if you gain weight, you're ugly, you're unlovable, you're disgusting. But if you stay thin and you lose that weight and you do all these fads, whatever, people are going to love you. People are going to respect you. And then that's where it comes in where it's kind of ingrained into us that, okay, that's how I should feel about other people too. Like if that person loses weight, I should congratulate them. If they do this and that, I should congratulate them because they look how we're told that they should look. And then we but, start basing that value on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's inward. It's outward. It's, it's a never ending cycle of you're not going to feel good enough about yourself and you're not going to think other people are good enough either because that's what we've been told for forever. But once you start disassociating weight with worth and value and beauty, it changes your complete outlook. And I've never been one to say like another person is ugly or gross or whatever because of their weight, but I would feel about that about myself. And that was like, that's that, you know, internalized fat phobia. Like this person is beautiful. I love that they're putting like plus size models in and all this stuff, but I wouldn't feel that about myself. So I'm like, okay, if I'm not thinking feeling that way about myself, like how I look, I'm still associating my weight with my beauty. I'm still somewhere inwardly thinking that about this person. I'm like, but I don't because to me, their weight doesn't equal their beauty. They're just beautiful and they just happen to be plus size or midsize or whatever. And once you kind of start, you know, breaking down that wall, you start kind of repair that relationship with yourself and like what you see in the mirror and being like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'm a little chunky. Maybe I'm fat, maybe I'm plus size, but you know what? I'm beautiful. And it's not, it's not a moment where, you know, someone's telling you, you're not fat, you're beautiful. It's like, no, maybe I'm fat and beautiful. No, you know what? Def I'm definitely fat and beautiful because beauty and weight aren't mutually exclusive and they sh never should have been made that way. But I think that's an important step to take when kind of breaking down beauty standards and negative triggering talk about around the subject of weight and like just physical appearance in general. I, I definitely agree. And I think too, when you are somebody who does have an eating disorder or struggles with this already, when mm -hmm. you hear that kind of conversation happening, um, you're already working to change that dialogue within yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then you have these forces around you kind of working against that. The more people who know that this is happening, the more people who can be conscious of it and try and change it, the less likely exactly. it is to continue the cycle or to like add to it. And yeah. you know, that's where it becomes triggering for people is when you don't know what the people around you are going through. Exactly. And and that's the problem is that people shouldn't have to tell you about you know their eating disorder or their body dysmorphia or their body image struggles for you to be to not use someone's physical appearance as a negative descriptor right like and that's the problem is that if you're around someone who you know has like all like eating disorder body dysmorphia body image issues food issues anything you're going to be more mindful of what you say 
but not everyone's going to put that on display because things like that still are kind of taboo. Like it's things like eating disorders and biosmorphia, they still, people talk about them more, but people at the same time don't because they still have these stigmas on them. Like you have to look a certain way to have an eating disorder. So if you look like you're healthy, people are going to be like, oh, you're eating, you're, you don't have one. People will automatically dismiss you and people saying that you know people talking out when they talk about mental mental health and talk about eating disorders as being a mental illness because it is eating disorders body dysmorphia are huge they're one of the leading causes of deaths related to mental illness obviously like aside from suicide and people still are will still argue that when you talk about that on like mental health day people will sit there and be like an eating disorder isn't a mental health illness and so it's still hard for people to, to talk about their eating disorders or struggles with body dysmorphia or any mental illness related to their body image and food. So people still won't talk about that outwardly. So you still have that problem where people still will say the negative and triggering things and not realize who's around them because they don't know what they're going through, but they're just, they just say it because they're, oh, I don't, you're probably fine. Or like, they don't even think about it because you're not telling them, but it's like, they shouldn't have to tell you for you to kind of reel it in and check yourself. Yeah. That's exactly why we're talking about this too, because Mm -hmm. um, the more we talk about it, the more people know, and then the less we have to talk about it. Right. Exactly. Yep. And um, I know another thing you wanted to kind of touch on is uh, diet culture. Unfortunately, we ran out of time this episode. Join Brooke and I on Wednesday for part two, where we discuss the dangers of the diet industry. Until next time.